Welcome to this week's edition of Debriefing the Law. I am Joel Oster. I'm Chris Marone. Chris, we have now finished another year of this. Uh, we're looking forward to 2023. It yeah, seems we like are. the year's just going by fast, especially when you're in your fifth decade. Uh, but this, hey, we, we before we get to our our, our kind of our year-end wrap-up, because this is a, a podcast we're doing between Christmas and New Year's, which means mm-hmm. by law, it has to be a year in review. Of course, right? yes. Yeah, yeah. International we're, rules of podcasting. We, we don't have enough energy or time or, or desire to like come up with new material. So, hey, let's just say, what was the best from this last year? But first, I have some things I need to get off my chest. And so you're kind of my therapist, I guess. I that, You know what? You, my wife, my dog, we're all here for you, Joel. All right, good, do. good. So, so uh, we we have this tradition where at our our household, where every Christmas we go down to the plaza here in Kansas City. It's the main, okay. the coolest place to come. If you ever come to Kansas City, you, know, you get out of from your your uh, West Coast hangings there. Yep. If you want to come to Kansas City, you want to go see the plaza, and we have the Christmas lights there. It's a great place to go okay. and, and experience. So we go to Cheesecake Factory every year because we, we love Fancy. cheesecake. Who does not love cheesecake? We've been doing this now for over ten years. So to our boys, like, hey, this. A tradition this is what you got to do so i decided to, to to change things up this year i've been wanting to change things up chris you gotta be careful when you change things up because hey with some people if it's tradition yeah you don't mess with tradition so we went to fogo de chows have you been to fogo de chows yes i love me i have a great story about fogo de chow that we can get okay. to after yours all right so you like it and i, I chris, it. i would take you yep. to fogo de chows get your money you know why Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I care about. I want value. No, my, my wife, a skinny old lady. I'm not old, lady, a skinny lady. And then my wife, my, my son's um uh, new wife, even smaller. So I'm bringing mm-hmm. these two figs to Fogo to Chow's. Chris, I'm, I'm losing nope. money there. You really are, Joel. Like, no, no. You, <sighs> anytime you go to a place like Fogo to Chow or a Brazilian barbecue spot, you got to go with people that are hungry or or with a coupon yeah not a bad idea so right. for the listeners who are not familiar with fogo de chows what it is is you have these it's very expensive i mean at least mm-hmm. for my i'm not i'm not used to spending 60 bucks a plate but it's 60 right. bucks a plate and and they they come waiters come around with slabs of meat Mm-hmm. On a stick, usually. And they'll just carve it off of your plate. They'll give you a little bit of a bite. And then they'll leave. And then the next one is coming in. You have a flag on your on your table. It's a green yep. flag. Or you'll have a coaster that's green. And as long as it's green, they keep coming by with the mm-hmm. food. And so, um, yeah, I, I brought my wife and my daughter-in-law. And um, I, I lost money on that deal. They did not eat their or make, eat their worth. No. Nope. Nope. Do not do not do it. It was a miserable experience there. Um yeah, yeah, I do not recommend it. So you've been no. to Fogo de Chow's. What's your Fogo de Chow's yeah. story? So we were in a conference uh, about a year ago in New Orleans for work, and Fogo de Chow was right next to the hotel that we were staying at, and I convinced my boss to be like, we need to have a team meeting at Fogo de Chow to go over what we've done for the conference. And so later that night, we were meeting with clients of ours at um, Brennan's in New Orleans to get some Bananas Fosters because that's where it was you know, created, was at Brennan's in New Orleans. And so we're like, oh, we'll go to Fogo de Chao. We'll eat. We have about a three-hour break between when we'll be done eating and when we go to Brennan's. It'll be fine. We'll be good. Well, the meeting ran long at Fogo de Chao, and we got our money's worth, right? Me, my boss, everybody that we went there with, we, we were there for probably two and a half, three hours, and we never turned 
it to red. And we just kept eating and kept eating and kept, and it was probably the most food. And because we were know we were going to Fogo de Chao, I didn't eat lunch that day. Like I, right. I knew it was, we all knew it was happening. So we weren't going to have the continental lunch of like a ham sandwich and a rubber chicken at the hotel conference. We're going to Fogo de Chao. We're going to get this going. So we leave Fogo de Chao and myself, my boss at the time, and um, my assistant director for my job, um, we go to Brennan's to go meet with this client of ours that um, it's a law, it's a major law firm and they were hosting this, what we thought was a dessert party. No, it was an additional four course meal. And we were just like, we have to eat this four course meal. We can't disrespect this employer, so we ate everything at Fogo de Chao, and we were just like full, like we were joking about walking from Fogo de Chao over to Brennan's through the quarter, and we were just like, man, I'm so glad I'm walking, I'm so full. And then they get there and they hand us the menu, and it's like one, two, three, four courses, and I was like, I'm like this is a horrible idea, and we had to suck it up and like eat our way through those four courses as well. But it was like never, never, and. Okay, I did have three servings of Bananas Fosters. But look, it's Bananas Fosters from Brennan's. Like, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it right. But yes, it was just anyone like, can do it, you're the man. Oh, I, my I, gosh. You, there's anyone who could rise up to that challenge. Indeed. And eat at Fogo de Chow's where you never turn the flag to yeah. red. Like, keep bringing on the meat. I yeah. mean, that is gluttony to the nth degree. Followed yeah. up by another a full four-course meal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're the man for that job. Oh, now, a couple of things here. Let's talk a little strategy. If our, any of our listeners want to try out Fogo de Chao again, I mm-hmm. do not recommend ever going there during the Christmas season. It was a disaster. Mm-hmm. You're spending a ton of money, and the there is actually is kind of like a bar there in the middle. I, I see mm-hmm. a bar like a like a buffet bar of of lettuce and things like that. Yeah, it looked yep. like it had been ravished. I mean, it was like only a couple little scraps left. It looked like you go to a Golden Crow at nine fifty oh. at night. It looked like that. There's nothing there. I'm, I'm yeah. spending sixty bucks a pop for for this. It did look like a Golden Crow, which is like, come on, no, no offense to Golden Crow. I do love Golden Crow. Yeah. But there's a price point difference between Golden Corral and Fogo de Chow. So when you go on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was a miserable experience there. I do not recommend it. Maybe if they want to sponsor this podcast, I might recommend it. Change my mind. But hey, I, I can be bought. I'm a lawyer. Right. Yeah, um, 100%. But let's talk a strategy here because it really is all about the meat. It's all about the meat, about the meat. No trouble here. It's all about the meat. Mm-hmm. And, and so here's the deal. They want you to fill up. On the cheap meat. I, I, I kind of saw them going around with a bunch of chicken and yep. pork. Oh, you want some more chicken? Oh, you right. want some more pork? No. Look at the uh, the menu. It says uh, it says um, filet mignon on there. Right. It says duck. Bring me out the good stuff. The goodies. Not the chicken and the, the pork. Pork sausage. My grill. You want a yeah. cheddar worst from Johnson & Johnson Farm? Right. Yeah, no, no, no. no. bring so, me out. Yeah. You want a pork chop? No, I don't want the pork chop. Bring me out the filet now. Right. So here's the deal. Near the end, they still had not brought out the good stuff. So the waiter came by and said, well, how are you guys doing? Anything else you need? Uh, yeah, my flag is still green. I have not mm-hmm. gotten, I've not seen the filet. I've not seen the duck or anything like this mm-hmm. or the ribeye said, oh, okay, we'll bring that out for you. So they specially brought out. Yeah. The good stuff. That's the tip that you need to, to learn. Yep. So when you do go to Fogo de Chow, just simply say, when are you bringing out the good stuff? Because they want to turn your table. And if you insist on sitting there until they bring out the good stuff, mm-hmm. they're going to bring out the good stuff for you. 
Right. You got to ask every time. Like we meet, there's a, it's not Fogo de Chao. It's called something else here in Arizona. I want to say it's like Radizio's or something. Um, the minute we sit down, they're like, oh, hey, what are you guys here for? And I'm like, I'm here for steak. I'm here for filet. I'm here for ribeye. I'm here for, for all the steaks. So don't bring any of that other stuff. Just bring me the steak. And the guys are usually, and usually it's a, it's a male waiter. Um, they're pretty good about it. And they'll just come by and do all that. That's the way to go, man. Yeah, you ask for it. Do not yep. waste stomach space, nope. precious stomach space on chicken or pork. You can get at the local grocery store for you know two ninety nine a pound. Don't do that. You insist on the filet mignon. All right. Uh, hey, this is the Christmas season, and that means that we are going to your TV set. Mm-hmm. There's an awful lot of Christmas movies, so Chris, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. I'm not gonna ask you for your favorite Christmas movie. That's that's too cliche. I want to know what was the last Christmas movie you've seen this year, and you cannot lie. Spirited on Apple TV. All right, what, my what wife, is it about? My wife and I just watched it last night. It is the um, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell kind of almost Scrooged a uh, new oh. take on the um, Christmas Carol uh, storyline, really? but with the Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell irreverence. I got to see that now. You co- it's, it's called pretty Spirited? Good. Spirited. It's on Apple+. Plus. It's. I thought it was entertaining. I mean, I'm not looking for like Oscar-worthy stuff here, but my wife and I enjoyed it and laughed out loud at a few parts. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey. Right. I. I you said Will Ferrell is in it? Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. I'm sold. It, Those are two of my good. favorite yeah. actors. Yeah, pretty good. All right. The last movie I saw this year was Elf. And I'm telling you, Elf oh, yeah. is a classic. Christmas classic. I, I was laughing out loud. That thing is so dang funny. My right. wife is not laughing. She goes, this is the dumbest thing I should ever seen. But hey, that's that's my kind of humor right there. So Elf, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. When we were in COVID, um, you know, when our families all did Zoom Christmases, and what we did in our house is part of our Zoom Christmas party is all of us took a scene from Elf and recreated it in our house. And so, and then we came together as a family and we all, and I mean, it was like a half hour, right? Five families. We all did a five minute skit. It was, it was hilarious and super fun and we all had a great time, but it's like Elf is such an iconic Christmas movie, at least for like the millennial generation that you have to watch it every Christmas. So did any of you try these uh, maple syrup on spaghetti scene? My father-in-law did. Okay. My father-in-law did. <laughs> it? it? Disgusting. Absolutely gross. And he also chugged the syrup bottle at this, like, and, and we voted my father-in-law because he has the lowest A1C and blood sugar levels out of all of us. So he could, he could take that hit. He could take that Christmas hit where the rest of us were like, I don't know if I could chug syrup. My, my PCP is not going to be happy with me at our next visit. Wow. Yeah. Let's get the diabetic in the room. To, hey, why yeah. don't you chug that syrup? Why don't you just take the, all idea. that maple syrup? All right, well, this year, obviously a big storyline from this Christmas season uh, was the Southwest woes. Oh, man. That's why I don't travel during the Christmas season. I mean, I I won't do it. If I have to do it, I'm, like, so nervous because if you normally travel, you know that – you know, if you get bumped or if you lose your, your flight, that just puts you on another flight because there's hundreds of flights. Mm -hmm. But if you're during the, there's during the Christmas season, guess what? There is no available seats anywhere. So if you're canceling flights due to weather or whatever reason, there's no real place to put you. And in the midst of this, Southwest is just having a corporate meltdown. I have no idea. I've read articles that help explain why it's happening, but really 
the best I can get from it is that they need a new computer system. How are you running an airline with antiquated computer systems? Really? Yeah. Is that is that the problem here? Yeah, we have a we have good friends of ours who's a pilot for Southwest, and he says that their like logistical computer system and software hasn't been updated since like the mid nineties. And he's like, he's like, and they've been begging for it. They've built it into their like pilot union contracts that they update all of that stuff. And they're getting no, 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 no. And I was reading a, about like a couple of days ago, there's a, a post floating around social media talking about the transitions between Southwest CEOs and how yes, the CEO that, that. the CEO who just left um, really stopped doing all the logistical stuff and just tries to raise the stock prices for the last 20 years. Wow. Which is I good cannot... for them, right? Good for the CEO and the leadership team. But Horrible. man, this is Horrible. absolute worst meltdown of an airline in a I long, mean, long, long time. Southwest, in my opinion, was probably the best airline. Now, I, mm -hmm. I do a lot of traveling on business. And if you I did. have to get somewhere on time, I'll Southwest? book on Southwest. Even if For it sure. costs more, I, they were dependable to me. I could rely on them. Mm -hmm. I knew they would not mess with my luggage. They would not lose my luggage. I would get there. And then this happens. Yeah. I got to tell you, you're talking, you're taking a great corporate identity, good will with the customer base, yep. and just driving into the ground here in, what, 10 short days. Yeah, it absolutely, absolutely just killed any sort of goodwill that Southwest had. A buddy of mine was flying from here, Phoenix, to Florida and back, and he flew on Frontier. And he literally dead looked me in the eye and he goes, well, at least I wasn't on Southwest. You know yeah. that's bad. When Frontier Airlines is better. Put, put, me, on, put me on Spirit. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything like, but Southwest. Come on, man. JetBlue is rocking it right now compared to Southwest. No, 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 no. No, no. No. Hey, I actually have to fly southwest. I'm going to El Paso here in a couple of weeks for a golf trip. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, am I going to make it now? I just don't yeah. know. Because whatever their systems were that caused them to have this kind of meltdown, it's it's still their systems. Right. And um, I just can't believe that they would allow for their corporate corporation to get to that point. Well, it does bring up the issue of um, legally what can be done when the airlines cancels your flight, especially in this kind of situation, uh, now you do have a department of a federal department of transportation. So there are yep. some, you can't just bring class action lawsuits against them. Now, if there wasn't the you know legislation actually protected them from class action lawsuits, yeah. you know that the lawsuits were already be, being lined up here, but I learned a couple interesting things from the stuff that's been going around on the internet. The first thing that is, if you're, airline cancels your flight for any reason mm -hmm. you're entitled to a full cash refund now, yep. now i know most of us don't want the full cash refund we want to get back to where we're going I mean, right. that's a, a preferable thought there and so we would just hey just rebook us but it's interesting to know that you're entitled to a full cash refund no matter mm -hmm. what kind of ticket you purchased if they cancel your flight for any reason you get your money back right and yeah, that works for me if I'm already in, right? If I'm here in Phoenix and my flight to D.C. gets canceled, okay, I'm still here. It's not the same if I'm in D.C. and my flight home gets canceled, right? which is what a lot of people were facing was that, hey, man, you're not getting home. And, and it's not like they're going to rebook you on Delta or American no. Airlines because during nope. the holiday season, nope. everyone's booked. I mean, right. you know, the, that's the whole problem with flying around the holidays. You really can't find too many open seats. Right. You definitely can't find 3,000 flights a day to rebook people on. 
uh, right. as what Southwest was doing on a daily basis. So I think and pretty soon they're going to be back yep. to normal. But here's the yeah. other thing, which I found was interesting. I did not know this. If they lose your luggage, the <laughs> Department of Transportation requires airlines to reimburse you up to $3,800 in reasonable and actual expenses caused by their losing your luggage. That's awesome. Chris, I did not know that. Did you know I, that? I didn't. I do now. Yeah. I mean, I, I just oh, lost my luggage. Happened. I went to New Orleans a couple of weeks ago. My luggage didn't make it. I had to do a, a presentation without my luggage. Right. I could have had a new suit. I could have had a new shirt. Right. I could have had new shoes. All of it. I'm, I, yeah. It would have been reasonable to replace everything I needed for that presentation. Mm-hmm. And I, did you think that um, the airline said, hey, Joel, you're going to be at your luggage. I know you're going to do this presentation. Here, you have up to $3,800 in reasonable actual expenses nope no nope. joel they're charging you to thing. check your bag now they're not going to tell they're charging you to get a seat on a flight that you've already paid for they are yeah. not going to tell you that you have thirty eight hundred dollars in reasonable expenses no, not I, even I a lose, little bit i lost my my luggage at one point in time i forget i was in um uh, new jersey and they actually told me oh here you get fifty dollars a day even that is not correct. There's no per diem. It, no. It's up to $3,800 in reasonable and actual expenses. Yeah. Don't let them tell you, oh, it's a per diem, it's per day, or we can't help you out. Nope. No, now, you might have to ask for it. <laughs> no, <laughs> of course. You're not going to just offer it, but you're right. entitled to it. Right. And from here on out, man, all of that, just bring a credit card with you, put on a new, get a new, I mean, it doesn't have to be Armani suit, but go get a new suit. Right? Go, yeah, go it, get all it, new shoes. Get new, yeah, hey, I'm a, I, I have a, I'm old, so I have a prescription shoe from my from my orthopedic to help me with my back problems. That's not cheap, man. You lose that on a flight, man. That's five hundred bucks right there. Yeah, you, they they have to reimburse you up to thirty eight hundred dollars in reasonable yeah. and actual expenses, and so um, the, you ask for it and it demand it. All right. Yeah, fight for uh, it. Lastly, here for any delays not caused by weather. Uh, here's what Southwest has to do for you. Rebook you at no cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, offer if the wait is over three hours, mm-hmm. give you a meal uh, or a voucher yep. for a yep. meal or, or cash for a meal. Uh, if it's overnight, they got to put you, put you in a hotel somewhere and drive you to that hotel. All right. So all these things, Hey, they're not going to tell you this, but it's good to know. Mm-hmm. When I was one of my trips back from Los Angeles here to Arizona, uh, the flight was delayed five hours. It was supposed to take off at 9 p.m. at night, and it didn't take off until 2 a.m. We landed in – like, it would have been faster for me to drive from L.A. back to Phoenix than it was to wait in the oh, airport yeah. and fly back. Um, but they gave us, like, a $100 Visa gift card as a meal voucher from American Airlines for our delay. And they literally handed them as we were walking on the flight. Here's your meal voucher. Here's your meal voucher. Okay. And I was like, good for you, American. Thank you very much. Now, as you're walking on the flight, mm-hmm. they're giving you a meal voucher. Yep. So w- where was this meal voucher good for? I assume on the flight? No, it was a $100 Visa gift card. It could have been okay. like, it, I think because we all sat at the hotel bar and ordered food and got food, like it just acted ah. as, it just acted as, you know, a hundred bucks. You could use it for drinks on the flight. You could have used it to reimburse yourself for the meal that you had at the bar while you were waiting. It was just like them handing us a crisp $100 bill. There you go. Good to know. So now what, as I'm traveling and maybe I, I hope I get delayed a little bit, right. at least I'll know my rights now. I might even bring in a citation so I can bring my citation Whoa. with me and say, hey, look, it's right here. It's federal <laughs> code, whatever. You give me my money. Well, and 
what's nice with American, I book a lot through American. That's who I usually fly through. Um, they will send you an email saying, hey, your flight's completely booked. For $1,400 or for X amount of money, would you be willing to delay your flight for two hours to let someone else right. have your seat? I click yes every time. If you're going to give me 1400 bucks right. and I just leave like two or three hours later, I got you. I got you, fam. Like, let's do right. this. Right. Yeah. So. And that, and that, I had the chance recently on a flight. It's like, mm -hmm. would you be willing to rebook for you know this flight? I said, yes. And said, well, how, for how much? It's like ah. $200, 300 400 or $500. Of course, I always pick the highest number, 500, 500 bucks. bucks. I, I'm going to go for the cheap, right? I'm not going to yeah. bet against myself, bid against myself. Well, I, I didn't get picked, so and thankfully, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really want to get bumped. But I thought, but if still. I'm going to get bumped, it better be worth my time. Right. If I'm going to get bumped two hours, then you're paying me 250 bucks an hour for my time. That's good. All right. Well, hey, by law, since we are doing this podcast between Christmas <laughs> and the New Year's, we've got to yep. go over the top stories from this last year. And so, Chris, I'm just going to go over some of my top yeah. stories from this last year. To see what you think. So uh, in no particular order, None. though we might put these in order at the end, here are some of the, the top stories from this last year and top issues. First one, the queen, good queen Elizabeth's wow. death. During Passed our away. lifetime, we probably thought we would never see this because I thought she just would live forever. Uh, the good queen Elizabeth, uh, she passed away. And I think, Chris, what we're going to see from this, now that we have a king in England, do we have the making of the best father-son story ever? Or is this going to be a train wreck? I I'm talking about Prince Harry. That is a very hairy situation. Very Sorry hairy. Bad pun. Love I, I'm, it. I, it's during a holiday. I'm, I'm not on my game, but whatever. Totally on uh, game. You know there's a lot of tension there. And now his his dad is the king. Right. Is, are we going to have a real good touchy-feely father-son nope. moment where the father reaches out to the son, the son reaches back to the father, they, they find some good common ground there, and they're a happy family with happy family times? Nope. Or is this going to be a horrible dynamic where the now new wife is kind of like, I want a Netflix special, and I want to air all this dirty laundry and embarrass your dad? I mean, what, what are we gonna, what's going to be the next year's story on this issue? I think that Harry and Meghan are just going to keep fading away from the whole royal family. I mean you don't have an obligation to be around toxic family members. Like, you don't. And whoever's toxic in that relationship, if Harry's toxic or if Prince or King Charles is toxic, whoever's toxic, you don't have, you don't have to be around those people just because, you know, you have a bloodline connection. For everybody's mental health, just cut it out. And I, I hope that Meghan and Harry are happy doing their own thing in Los Angeles or wherever they're at, if that's what makes them happy, go lean with it and rock with it, right? You don't you don't have to do anything. You don't have to you don't have to answer to anyone just because you're a royal. Yeah, I get that. I'm gonna go the other way. I think yeah. we're gonna see the making of a great father son story where the father now is king is gonna reach out to his son. Yeah, and they're gonna both recognize that they're in different places in life, but they want to still be family. They still are mm -hmm. family. And yeah, Harry has a, a a wife situation which I do know is difficult. They're gonna find ways to offer forgiveness and and, and the grace to each other. And then, of course, my Nebraska yeah. Cornhuskers are going to win the national title. So sometimes I'm a, I am a little bit delusional, but still, mm -hmm. I think this is the making of the best father-son story ever. And we hope so, right? We like it when families get along and that, you know, grudges can be buried and we can all feel better and happy about all of the family feelings. And we don't like having trauma or dysfunctional family. So hopefully it works out for them. There you go. I uh, that'll be next year's Netflix special, right. it and it'll be. be done by Hallmark, I guess, and it'll be a bunch of instead of Harry eyes. and Meghan, it's going to be the King and I, and it's going to just be King Charles and Harry. 
The King and I, part two. I'm here for this, right? This wow. is what I'm I'm end of year punning. We're doing this. We are dating this podcast. And so that way when someone comes up with a King and I will say, You listen to our podcast, you gotta hear you owe Chris first. royalties for coming That's up right. with that a title. Um, hey, it's good. All right. Yeah. Uh how about this story? This is a it, now we were not alive during World War II, but nope. you know, I, I studied my history and when I read about Hitler, my thought was why? How come the rest of the world didn't see what an evil man Hitler was? How mm-hmm. in the world did he rise to power, and why did everyone else allow him to do such horrible things? Then we live in this day and age where we see Putin uh, invade Ukraine, mm-hmm. no provocation whatsoever, and we're all just kind of a, kind of allowing it. Uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, he's still in power. What are we going to do? Right. Is the Russia invasion of Ukraine? Are we seeing a modern day Hitler situation? It's man, that's a hard one, right? Because we didn't know a ton about the Nazi regime until years after, right? We didn't know. Okay. I mean, we knew we discovered concentration camps, but we didn't know what to what extent. Concentrate, and maybe that was part of the news at the time, right? We didn't have the internet where things traveled so quickly through the news that maybe if we would have had the internet back then, we would have known about concentration camps and about all this stuff either. But I mean, are we seeing a new Hitler regime? I'm close, maybe the closest thing we've seen to a Hitler regime since since you know 1934 um, Germany. I don't know, right? I, I want to believe that people aren't that evil anymore, but. It's Putin. No, we 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 have our, our economy and our our international foreign relations have kind of existed with this theory that everyone is kind of greedy. Everyone wants the nice life. We want the nicer <laughs> things. We want to stay at the five star resorts and hotels. We want a booming economy. Well, in order to have a booming economy, you got to have someone to trade with. So everyone right. kind of needs to be in a good position so we all right. can trade with one another, and we all want to have good, comfortable lives. So you're not going to have a situation where like one major country is going to invade another. That would just disrupt the economy, and now they're going to be kind of on the outskirts of this this nice, nice economy. And then you have this. Well, no, right. you have a world power just invading another country. Right. Well, I, I don't understand it. Uh, a related story to this, of course, is Brittany Griner. How then yeah. she was detained at the same time over there in Russia and for having some vaping oil that had some marijuana residue on it right. in America. That person probably would be given a, a misdemeanor citation. Slap on the wrist. As long as you're yeah. outside of California, Colorado, the state where it's legal. Uh, maybe a misdemeanor. You're not going to spend a day in jail for it. And now she got nine years for this. Of course, mm-hmm. you know it led to the prisoner swap. But um, yeah, would you ever, if you were, first of all, you, would you ever travel to Russia now? No, not even a Heck little bit. No. No. Not even not I and in all honesty, I probably wouldn't have traveled to Russia before this as well. Oh, I would have. I assume they they had learned their lesson. It's mm. been so long since the Cold War. I just assume. Now, obviously, you're a lot smarter than I am because no. I would have been wrong. You would have been right. Right. But I don't know. I never. I, Moscow never really appealed. Saint Petersburg never really appealed to me. As a, a vacation destination, it's not high on the. Maybe Good if point. I somehow won trillions of dollars and I traveled to all the other places that ranked higher on the list of places I wanted to visit, the frozen tundras of Russia may have been someday. Now, look, some of my best friends were were missionaries in 
um, Nershbirsk and in Moscow and in St. Petersburg, and they have an absolute love of Russia and the Russian people. And they absolutely, to this day, tell me how beautiful St. Petersburg is and how beautiful all these cities are. But Russia was never like, man, I really got to go there. I really, right, I really right. got to go there. Good now, point. even more so. Right Good now, point, yes. even I'm just like, even when Putin was elected before he invaded Ukraine, like the manner in which he was elected and the way that he's held power for as long as he had turned me off to the idea of visit because we vote with our wallets, right? Where we where we where we support monetarily is is where our values lie. So yeah, it, Russia it, wasn't there for me. And now, if you're a major company right? in the world, are you, are you ever going to go to Russia? I, I mean, I, I, now I would not go to Russia, but they're not going to kidnap me, right? I mean, I'm right. not worth it. I'm worth more dead than alive. Uh, my wife even wants to. Your wife told me. Shirt, says no, he's worth more dead than alive. So don't bother, you know, kidnapping right. him. You're not going to get any ransom money for him. But right. that aside, if you actually had wealth, you're a CEO of a major company. Are you going to go to Russia? No chance in heck anymore. And so I don't understand why they're doing this to themselves, but obviously there's a huge storyline from this mm -hmm. last year. How about this storyline? Ever since COVID, there has been this thought of, will the movie theaters ever bounce back? What yeah. will bring people back to the movie theater? Well, this year we saw what would bring people back. Yeah. And that was the movie Top Gun Maverick. It was a huge movie. Got over, earned over a billion dollars there. Yeah. Uh, and was what about that movie was so good that just drove people out? I I rewatched it just a couple of days ago. Yeah, at home it wasn't as good at home. It definitely was a a theater experience. Did you see Top Gun Maverick at the theaters? I did not. I actually saw okay. Top Gun Maverick for the very first time on my iPhone flying back from Washington D.C. to Arizona. Wow, you hurt yourself. I'm telling you what, you did yourself a huge disservice. Right. There's no way you had a comparable experience. Nope. Hearing the the, the roar of the jet engines on your mm -hmm. iPhone yep. as compared to the big theater. Oh, no, I totally, I totally ruined And all my friends told me to go see it. All my friends were like, dude, it's so good. It's so good. A girl, a lovely young lady at my wife's work saw it like once a week for almost okay. five months in the theater. She went and saw it every week. In the theater because she loved it so much. Single-handedly so brought back the movie industry. If the, if the issue is, why was this movie so popular? Here's here's my contention. Right. We're tired of being depressed. I mean, we mm -hmm. just went through two years of COVID lockdown. Will we ever go back to normal? And here you have the feel-good of all feel-good movies. And Chris, I, mm -hmm. I like feel-good movies. If I had written Old Yeller, Old Yeller would be on some... You know, horse farm right now enjoying doggy treats and chicken yep. bits for the rest of his life. You would not have to put old yeller to old yeller would not die in my version of the movie. Spoiler Why alert. do you have to have sad endings in here? Top Gun Maverick. I hate to give you a spoiler alert, but I oh, know there's no sad endings. It is a feel good movie. If there ever was a feel good movie, and there was like a moment where you thought it was going to be a sad ending too. Like not to spoil right? it for everybody, you're like, oh, no, but it turned out really well. I think people also like the fact that there's adversity in the movie that you have to overcome. There's there's a lot of nostalgia in there with, with Val Kilmer being there and with Maverick yes. and all that stuff. There's a identifiable good side and bad side. Though they never name who the enemy is, you know that there's a good side 
you know, that there's a bad side. So it's not like a good versus evil. Right. And it's not like a political good versus political evil, right? The bad guy isn't Russia. The bad guy isn't Iraq. The bad guy isn't the Middle East. Like we've seen in so many um, of these types of military propaganda films, you don't see that here in the Top Gun. And the movie is more focused on the relationship between Maverick's character and Miles Miles Teller's rooster of that growth and that, and that sort of thing. And by the way, they missed a perfect opportunity, and I make this joke every time. Do you know what Miles Teller's call sign should have been? What? Odometer. Okay. His name That's is good. literally Miles Teller in real life. He is an odometer. That should have been his call <laughs> sign. At any military school, that would have been oh. his call sign, 100%. He, Miles Teller, he tells the miles, and so, yeah, odometer. There you go. Right. You know, you're... you're you're, you're on fire today. What can I'm I say? You, I'm telling you. But I understand the whole goose rooster sort of situation going on with the fouls of the air. But right, it was just good. Like, it was just a feel good. You didn't was. have to think about it, right? There wasn't like some sub spy plot of, you know, deception and weaving it. No, it was Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise, flying jets, and everybody fighting an enemy, impossible odds, victory achieved. And everybody that hugged it down. They should make movies. You don't have to have a hero right. die at the end. That is not a requirement mm-hmm. for the movie to be good. Look at right. Top Gun Maverick. It, it fared quite right. well. Uh, now, that being said, I did recently watch, I don't want to do a spoiler alert here, but I did recently watch eight, watch 1883. Mm-hmm. So it was a prequel of the, the Yellowstone series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's kind of like how the people you know that become the Dutton, the Dutton family, actually yeah. they were the Dutton family, their ancestors, how they ended up there in, in Montana. Yeah. And and so, uh, again, it's, it's about ten different episodes, I think. So oh, yeah. basically, it's ten hours you're investing into this this production. And again, not to be a spoiler of how it ends, but one of the main characters dies. They it's have like, to. I don't care how authentic that is. I'm not watching this. If I want authenticity, I'll go get my a history degree. I have a history <laughs> degree. I don't need that, right? I want to be entertained. I want to feel good. I want to smile on my face at the end of watching this show. I don't want the main guys to die. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the status quo right now is that we got to kill off main You know who started that and we want to punch him in the face for it? Game yeah. of Thrones. George R. R. Martin. Right, he started killing off main characters, and it became super popular. So now that's what we do. I guess it's cheaper on your budget. You don't have to pay them anymore. <laughs> They're main characters, so you got right. that. Uh, hey, you know what? You think you're big wig? Nope, you're right. out of here. I, I killed you. Well, off and that week, was so the way that fine. movies they used to translate from like into sequels. Right, you would have like the first five minutes where the lead character from the first movie dies, and then the new character picks up and runs with it. Like it's kind of it used to be like a passing of a torch for a sequel movie, and now it's just like. All right, who's going to die at the end of this? Who's going to Right, right. But then there's series and movies where the main character like needs to die for the closure of it. And I think to like Sons of Anarchy where yeah. the main character needed to die at the end to to wrap up the series so that way it's like a, a definitive ending. I got to disagree with you on that one. Uh, you do not need to kill off. Now the bad guys, sure, I get that. No one feels bad like, for the, the bad Gruber guys needs to fall. Right, or or, or or the cast off guy who's we were watching some show last night. There's some guy who was a um you know, at the parking garage, which kind of checks in people, the, the security guard. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, that person got shot and killed because no one cares about him. Not, we're not invested yeah. in that cat, that character. So kill that person off. But no, you don't have to have the main people die. I, I don't think that is my suggestion. You know, at the yeah. beginning of some of these movies, like on Netflix or so, on the top left-hand corner, it has the warnings on, on different things. Like, yeah. hey, there might be some um, drug use here. <laughs> I saw one yesterday that said there was smoking going on. Really? We're not going to warn about smoking use? I guess. Uh, foul language, nudity, sex. We get all that. Mm-hmm. Let's add to that disclaimer, a disclaimer for me that says, hey, don't get too invested in characters one, two, and three. They're going to die and you're going to be sad. And I, I would appreciate that kind of disclaimer. I would know not to invest 10 hours of my life into that movie. Yeah, you don't. You want the spoiler alert right off the bat. <laughs> That's what I want. Right. And that actually is true because I'll just go to yeah. the internet and Google it and say, hey, right. you know what? Oh, wait a second. Yeah, no, I'm done. I'm no. not going to watch this nope. show. The main guy dies. Homeboy dies. We're done. All right. How about this uh, story from this last year? The CFP is expanding. It's going yeah. the college football playoffs is expanding from uh, four teams to 12 teams. Yeah. Now, Chris, here's my question for you. Will this be the end of the Bulls as we know it? I know the Bulls Gosh. have been hit hard lately. And uh, because of these college playoffs, it seems like that's all that matters. And the, the Bulls are becoming more of just a uh, glorified spring, early spring practice. But will now expanding the CFP to, you know, 12 teams, is this really the beginning of the end for the Bulls? I hope so. I really you do. Are, like, like You're my – because now I'm mute. I'm going to cut you off. Well, you hope so. Right. I, I, I thought you we know, were friends. We've, we've talked about this, man. I don't like the Bulls system. I think it's – Have you partic- watched the Bulls this week? Dude, it's participation trophies for college teams. That's all it Dude, is. They've been Dude, they've been amazing. They've been look, great. Look, KU fifty three, uh, Arkansas fifty five. What an amazing game that was! Triple overtime. Look, I'm not saying that the games aren't exciting. That's not the point. The point is, it is a giant cash grab that is not trickling down to college programs or players. The bowl games are just another way for the NCAA to get something sponsored, right? The KU and Arkansas played in what? The Tax Act Tack Bowl or the or was it, it was the, the Mount- Liberty Bowl? Right, the Mount yeah, the Liberty Insurance Emu Bowl. Come on, like the bowl system needs to go away. Look, if you want to sell sponsorships and be scandalous about it, go right ahead. But we see you. The Supreme Court sees you. Right? We see that you are building these ginormous fortunes off the backs of these college players and essentially they're not getting anything. They're getting a, a a bowl ring from the Tax Act Act Bowl, right? It's not it's not it's not meaningful. Like let's let's build if we want to build a championship where we can have an undisputed champion, let's do this. Let's do a CFP. Let's do a Super Bowl. Let's do all of this stuff. I get what you're saying, but let's also go back to a little bit of reality here. You played high school sports, right? I did. I, I played high school sports. Mm-hmm. If we could have had a game at the end of the year, we got to play some other team, and they mm-hmm. would dr- fly us out there to some kind of resort destination, free mm-hmm. meals, free hotel stays, right. I would do it. Gladly would I do it. I just want to hit someone. That's what I want to do. It's a lot right. of fun. Put the pads on. I want to hit that person. It's just a lot of fun. Now, I get those that are going to become pros, and they're saying, hey, look, I have a professional career awaiting me. I don't want to get injured here. So I, I get that aspect of it. But aside from that, what about just playing because you love the game? Yeah, you don't need to do that in a bowl game, though. Like, you don't need to have, again, you don't need to have the Liberty Mutual Emu Bowl for you to play for the love of the game. 
right? Let's 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 still do this. You could still right, again right. do this. You just don't need it in a bowl. I don't need fifty-five bowl games. I'm a simple man, right? I'm I'm I want a college football champion, and I you can do it by divisions, right? You have the Pac-12 championships. You have the Big Ten championships. You have the SEC champion. Like right. that's a that's a good enough bowl game roster see, if see, you want to do that. See, Chris, that's the beauty of opinions because yeah. with, with opinions. You're allowed to be wrong, and so of that's course. why we have opinions. There, of course, so. I know my monies are not going to support any of the bowl games besides the CFP this weekend. That's it. There you go. I was actually just thinking next year, my Nebraska Cornhuskers, Cornhuskers will be back in the bowl scenario. Right. I gotta go next year. I'm, I'm hoping they make the Bahamas Bowl. Uh, oh, I want to go to the Bahamas see? and watch my new Cornhuskers play out there, but. Right. The military bowl this year did not have a single military represented team in it. Like the armed services bowl didn't. Like, come on. Interesting. All right, man. I got so many other stories from this yeah. last year. We're, we're, how about this one? Let's go to Tom Brady. Uh, did he finally get old and fumble the ball? Uh, or, or, as Mark Twain said, the reports of my death are greatly exaggerated. What is it? Is he now, do we finally see the end? The end is now here, not in sight. The end is here for Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of mistakes this year. Or, is Tom Brady going to do what Tom Brady does and come back in the playoff and then have another great ending to his, uh, the season. I think it's going to have to be what, what does it look like um, in Tom Brady's playoff picture, right? If Tom Brady goes to an NFC championship game, which is not, you know, out of the question, right? Cause he can perform well in the playoffs. We've seen him do this before. Yes. Right. We've seen him do this a hundred thousand times before. So if Tom Brady does well in the playoffs, Maybe his, Let's take a look at maybe it, it was right just now. a bad yeah, maybe it was just a bad couple of games during the season, which, you know, again, isn't unheard of. Bad couple, bad ten, whatever. Bad ten uh, but yeah, let's unpack that here because yeah. I think they're pretty much their spots are, are just are already cemented, assuming they make the playoffs. Right. The winner of their division, which is gonna have a losing record, clearly they're gonna right. be the worst division winner. And only one yep. team's gonna come out of that division. Let's say it's Tampa, they will play the the top wild card team, which looks like it's gonna be Dallas. And that pretty much that's right. already a done deal. Right. So they can beat Dallas. Dallas is a historically mm-hmm. a flop in the playoffs. Now, yes, Dallas will be the most dominant team of the two heavily favored but dallas might pull a dallas and lose that game because that's what dallas does in the playoffs so then well but look at dallas last night right we could just look at dallas last night zeke had three turnovers versus the tennessee offense you think you give brady three turnovers and you're winning the game right no that's it's it's a possibility they could win that game so who would they then play the next week? Well, they then would play the top seed overall, which would be the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. So Philadelphia, they're susceptible during the playoffs. They have a quarterback yep. who is already injured and right. is a running quarterback. If he gets popped again, I'm just telling you, during the playoffs, running teams with running quarterbacks tend to not do as well because of how hard they're hit in the playoffs. And refs tend to allow a little bit more hitting in, in, during the playoffs. Yeah, it. Sorry, I had a little indigestion there for a second. But it's I, it's still up in the air. Tom Brady could go all the way. If Tom Brady makes it to the NFC Championship game versus the Niners and loses, of course, um, then Tom Brady had a successful season. And Tom mm. Brady isn't old. And Tom Brady isn't bad. He just had a string of bad games. But when, the, when, the, when it came time, right, whether you win or lose by an inch or a mile, you make it to the NFC Championship game, you're still relevant to the game. I can see that happening this year. Yeah. I think the story of Tom Brady is the reports of his death have been highly, highly exaggerated. Highly. Yeah. Well, think about that. Think about Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl again. Like, God forbid. 
right? God forbid he beats the Niners in the NFC Championship game and he goes to the Super Bowl again and loses to Josh Allen. Nobody's going to say Tom Brady's over. Everybody, and right. everybody's going to be like, of course, this is what Josh Allen's going to do. Or if Mahomes, right? Mahomes and Brady go head-to-head in the Super Bowl, and it's a really good Super Bowl, and Mahomes pulls ahead. Nobody's going to knock Tom Brady for being old at that point. We're all going to celebrate the fact that Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, and Tom Brady is also a great quarterback. All right, I got so many other. I'm going to give one more storyline here tons. from this last year. Why don't we do the um, the Captain Jack Sparrow versus Mira uh, lawsuit. Yes. Johnny that was Depp the versus Amber Heard. Uh, a fascinating lawsuit between two Hollywood A-list actors, which really made for interesting moments with witnesses testifying. Because you, you mm-hmm. got to realize, oh, yeah, that, that witness is believable. Yeah, he's also one of the yeah. best actors in Hollywood, so he better right. be believable. Is it? Are we really getting the real actor here, mm-hmm. or the real person, or, or the actor version? I don't, I don't quite know. Yeah. But here is the, my takeaway from the Giant Depp v. Amber Heard defamation trial: Did this help the Me Too movement? Or has it hurt the Me Too movement? It's such a rough... It's a rough place to be, right? Do you believe Amber Heard? Yeah, I believe Amber Heard was abused by Johnny Depp. Do I believe Johnny Depp was abused by Amber Heard? 100% yes. I believe both of them, that they were both abused. Is the court the place where they should have figured it out? Probably not, because it came out... You know, everybody loves Johnny Depp, and you know they're all happy and all this stuff, but I mean, they're both narcissists and they both abused each other johnny depp just abused her a little bit less than she abused him so does it does it hurt the me too movement kind of yes kind of no like does at any point does it hurt any movement to have abusers and abusers going at it in court in high profile cases obviously it muddies the water for sure because weinstein was a clear cut right very clear cut of what he did and Epstein, clear cut of what he did. And whatever flows out of Justine's, you know, trial from here on out, very clear cut. But this is such a murky water place to say this is where we hang our hat for the Me Too movement. It's really just a horrible place to it's it it's wrought with interpretation and debate. So I don't think this is the example that most people want to be using for Me Too for or against. So there's so many different takeaways from this trial. One of the takeaways is this. When you allege that someone is a spouse abuser, really what you're doing is you're saying they're no longer employable. Their life as they knew it is now over with. If you're an NFL player, you're done. You're never going to cut another check. Uh, They're never going to give you another check as as an NFL player. Spouse abusers have no part of being in the public realm. That's just the world in which we live right now, and no Mm -hmm. one's going to feel sorry for a spouse abuser. I'm sorry. But here's the problem. What if you're not a spouse abuser and it's just being alleged against you? Well, you don't really have to process. No, it doesn't matter if you did or didn't do it. You're still done because someone said you're a spouse abuser. And that's what where we get the Giant Depp Amber Heard trial uh, matters. Giant Depp is saying, I didn't do it. And Amber Heard is, is saying, uh, is alleging that this person yeah. abused them. And so is there due process? Does Giant Depp, is he allowed to, to defend himself? Now, it has been suggested, this is why all this, also this case is fascinating to the lawyer side of me. It has been suggested that when you have in the Constitution a right to trial by jury, right. what really is codified there is the right to jury nullification. In other words, no right. matter what the law is, a jury, you should you have a right to have 12 people of your peers decide your your matter. And so here in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, 
They put all the good and the bad of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard relationship in front of the jury and said, hey, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you decide what is right. the right thing to do in this situation. Right. Law be darned. I don't care what the law says. Hey, jury, you now it's in your hands. What is the fair thing? And the jury right. here, I think, was presented with all the ugly facts of this trial. And they concluded, in my opinion, that um, yeah, Johnny Depp is a wreck of a person. <laughs> he is. Right. But you know what? So is so Amber, Amber Heard. Heard. She's yeah. also a wreck of a person. We have audio of her saying, I am hitting you, Johnny. You need to take it like a man. Yeah. Like, well, hold on. This is just a real bad situation. What is the fair thing to do? And then, of course, we got the verdict uh, from that case. And so, obviously, it's a huge moment. What might that mean for the future of defamation law? I am not certain, but I think this next year, we will find out more about how the law should yeah. be applied in these fake news kind of contexts. Now, any... Uh, uh, any other stories really fascinated you from this last year before we move on to our football segment? I mean, I love football so much, but you know, there's a, there's not, I mean, no, actually I'm all not right. going to go into them because we could spend all day here. We could. I know. We, we I got clients to bill and things like that. Same so here. That being Same said, here. He's sitting go right on. there looking at me right now. Oh my goodness. All right, let's move on here now to our, our season totals on gambling. Uh, Chris, I don't know what to make of this. So I was four and four last week, uh, 49, 47 and four. You do realize that when you actually make a bet, 10% goes to the house. So yep. in my season total so far, I am losing money. I need to be up 10%. I am Same. not. And so I'm, I'm losing money for the year. You had a very interesting week, Chris. Yeah. You had three ties. How could you actually, that just shows how good Vegas, Vegas, Vegas right. nailed those games right on the money right. on three of your games. It's it was weird because, it, and literally the tie is because they didn't cover nor did they break the spread. Like they hit right at like <laughs> one by three points or one by seven, and it's just like, can, can I catch a break? Even I would take a loss over a tie. I would take I the L over the tie, but nope. Here we are, three. And, you know, so technically you don't lose or win money at a tie. It's just no. a wash. Yeah. So, so yeah, you get your it, money back. Yeah, it's even money. So, yeah. So we, we we're gonna try to finish the year by by breaking even. But let's just analyze this yeah. aspect of it, Chris. Let's say you did this uh for the entire season, and you bet let's just say a hundred dollars a game uh, on all of these games. Right. A lot of money, but I know you live there in Vegas, and so you're you're you're, you're yeah. good for it. Yeah. Uh, that means you would have lost about this last year um four hundred dollars. About. Yeah. Is that is that worth um, you know, or if it was if it's ten dollars a bet, you would have lost about forty bucks. Right. Uh is 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 that is that did you get forty dollars worth of entertainment by betting all those games? Because when you when you do bet money on a game, it makes you more into that game. You're following right. it. Do you get more enjoyment or do you get less enjoyment knowing that money is on the line? Well Oh less. I'm sitting every Sunday after church. I come home and put on a football game on one TV and a football game on the other TV. And I'm just like, don't F this up. Don't F this up. <laughs> and my wife's like, why don't you enjoy football anymore? I'm like, because I got money, babe. I got money on the games. And so it, it is so much things, less. It does doesn't it? It does. It really does. The games that I don't have money on, right? That's why I try to avoid boy betting on the Niners as much as possible because I, I want to enjoy that game. I want to enjoy watching those games. Yes. What, what if you were to put money on the other side? Uh, always bet against the Niners. That way it's a win-win for you. Either the Niners win, you're good to go, or they lose, in which case, yeah, you called it, you made some money. Look, I am a superstitious man, Joel. 
I am a very you do not you do not bet against your team ever. I don't care what I will I will go to Vegas and I will drop a thousand dollars to say that the Niners are going to go eighteen and zero. There you go. I All I right. don't care. You never bet against your own team. That is I, I, that is blasphemous from the get go. It almost doesn't even matter if it's a hundred bucks a game, a thousand dollars a game, or right. or a dime. If if I have money on a game, yeah, I care about it. I, right. I, I'm more it. dialed in. I want to know who's going to win. In yeah. fact, some of these where we just do picks, I don't actually even put the money on them. Yeah. I still, it's like, you got to win. I made the pick. I, I vocalized this person. This is going to be right. the outcome. I want to be right. I spoke this into existence. I got to make this right. All right, so here are my picks here, and I this also is a week, and maybe next year when we do this, I I might do this a little bit differently, where we grade our picks. Oh like, yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. is a one star pick. Assign, this is like, a five yeah. star pick. Right, might break it down by money. Like I'm gonna put ten bucks on this game, but I'm only gonna put a dollar on this game. Right, because these are picks I said I'm just gonna force myself to make. Mm-hmm. Though some of them I really feel good about, and some right. of them are like, yeah, you know what, uh, maybe. Right. So, uh, Lions over the Bears. The Lions are really coming into their own here at the mm-hmm. end of the season. Might this be the week they reverse this course? I don't know. I think they're good for a touchdown over the Bears. Yeah. Dolphins over the Patriots. I like this one a lot. And I do not mm-hmm. know why. I, the Dolphins are going to lose their quarterback here. I like their backup quarterback. And mm-hmm. whenever you bring in a backup quarterback for a week and that backup is good, it just seems to galvanize that team. Even though right. the, they're not as good as the starter and so they shouldn't galvanize them. It just seems like the entire team rallies around that backup, right. and they play extra well. So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna take the Dolphins there. Looking plus at you, Brock Purdy. Looking at you, buddy. That's right. The Bucks over the Panthers. The Panthers Solid. are on a roll here. I have no idea why they fired their coach, and all of a sudden they got rid of their quarterback, and they're just mm-hmm. going to town over there. But nonetheless, I, I've already said earlier, I just do not think Tom Brady yeah. is done yet. I just, nope, you, not even a little bit. I think the reports of his death are greatly exaggerated. Browns mm-hmm. over the Commanders this is another gut feel. Yeah. I, I just think that um, uh, Deshaun Watson, he, he, he's no Russell Wilson. I think he is the real deal. And I think every game he plays, he's getting better and better and better. He has a yep. reputation to, to um, bring back. And so I mm-hmm. think he's going to be on fire. I got two points for the Browns. So I think That's while good. the Browns are the underdog, you might as well take them because pretty soon they're going to be a dominant yep. with um, Deshaun Watson. Same with the Jags. They're What's on a up roll. with the Texans? The yeah. Texans have been on a roll. Yeah, well, Trevor Lawrence has been on a roll, man. He's been performing really well over the past few games. So good for him. Yeah, so this is a, I, I'm going to go with the I, the Texans won huge last week. Really surprised mm-hmm. me. I think it's going to be a one week deal, yeah. and I think I, I like the where where the Jags are at as a team, as yeah. a as a, co- as a quarterback. And the Jags aren't going to be a team that's going to like coast into the postseason. They yeah. got a young enough quarterback. He is just now getting the feel for a future NFL stardom. So they're going to I think they're going to roll right into the post you know, the end of the season. I guess not postseason, but end of the mm-hmm. season they're going to roll right into it. Uh, the Seahawks over the Jets. Um, that's going to be a home game for the Seahawks. It's kind of an yep. even-up game. I know the Jets are on a roll there. They got rid of their quarterback and right. uh, doing well with their backup. But still, uh, the Seahawks, they're, they're, it's called the 12th man out there. That stadium rocks. Yep. It's very loud. And so I'm going to go with the Seahawks. That sounds good. Green Bay. That's the that's the sickening, sickening story of this year. I know this. you struggle with this one. Aaron Rodgers is back, baby. He is. He's going to make the postseason. Yeah, he is. They have to win this game, though. They do. So, take Green Bay Steelers over the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the Steelers. I like their coach. He wins at the end of the year. Yeah. He is. I don't think their coach has ever had 
a losing he season. Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season. So they need to win this game for that to continue on. And I know mm-hmm. I told you earlier in this year, hey, he'll figure it out. By the, wait, oh, just hold on. By the end of the year, they're going to be right there on the, the cusp of the playoffs or winning season. Yep. And sure enough, they are right there. But That's they're right playing there. a really hungry Ravens team who also needs this win. So they do. I got to go with the Steelers. And then, Good for you. Hey, Chris, the game of the week here, Cincinnati yeah. versus Buffalo. How excited are you for this game? Oh, I'm really excited for this. I got my whole day blocked out for this game. It's going to be that, absolutely fabulous. I can't wait. Next Monday night game. That's right. Be and I have Monday off because it's the first of the year, right? So I could sit all day getting ready to watch this game. I, I Who's going to win that game? I mean, I can tell you, as a Chiefs fan, I care greatly about this game. You do. If, if the Bills win, lose and we win out, we have home field advantage throughout right. the playoffs. And more importantly... We don't have to play both of those teams. Those two teams would play each other, each other. in an earlier yeah. round, and then we would only have to play the winner of that game if we make it that far. So I really want Cincinnati here to beat mm-hmm. Buffalo. That being said, Cincinnati scares the bejeebies out of me. I do not Such like a good Cincinnati. Team. Such so. a sleeper good team, man. Like We said it last year, too. Joe Burrow is coming into his own. He's Joe Cool, right? He's staying cool under pressure. All the, the haters coming out when they lost some of their you know, hand-me-out games. And now they're coming back at it, and Joe's stepping up. Uh, Joe bought all of his offensive line and their wives, or plus ones, a three-week cruise after the season is over for Christmas. There you go. Wow. He's 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 keeping that O line endeared to him, and that makes and that and appreciated people always perform higher than anyone else. All right, here are your picks. Anything you want to say about your uh, Um, how many ties you you're gonna get this week? No ties. No ties. We're going to go. I'm going to go, and I'm predicting it now. I'm going to go five and one. I'm calling it now. Five and oh, one. So I made my picks earlier in the, today. You made your picks later today. And in yep. that interim, the the line on Cincinnati moved a half of a point. It did. It did. It did. So I'm going to go with, I'm going five and one. And the game that I'm on the one about is the Cincinnati versus Bills. Okay. That's that's the one that I'm the the five and one about. Niners are going to steamroll the Raiders. The Raiders have sat Derek Carr. They got their new guy in there. It's just not going to happen. It's too late in the season. I don't think they're going to do much. Uh, taking Cleveland over Washington, like you said. Green Bay, as much as it hurts me, I'm going to take them over the Vikings. Uh, Arizona over Atlanta. J.J. Watt's retiring, so he's going to have games. Kyler Murray is still toxic AF, and so – but they're going to roll over Atlanta and then chargers are going to have an easy, easy victory over the Rams. Baker Mayfield. Right. I love you, bro. And I appreciate all that you're doing in LA, but that time has come to an end. Um, my concern again is the Cincinnati bills game because but before it's a pick them. That is going to be a great game to watch. Well, before we hit on out for this weekend, one, one last thought, are you the kind of guy that's going to stay up and bring in the new year partying? Or are you going to wake yes. up in the, in the morning and go, Oh yeah, we have it. We're, we're in a new year. No, I will be um, – actually, I am um, going to be chaperoning a youth dance until midnight. So the so Jesus, stay awake. the Jesus is going to keep me open, up, right. up and going until almost 1 in the morning. All right, there you go. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Happy New Year, bro. 
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review. We need your love to help us continue highlighting the funnier side of the law. I want to give a special shout-out to our Vice President of Operations, Wendy Oster, without whom this entire operation would be a complete and utter mess. Sean Wynn and 15.5 Features for making me sound way better than I actually do. Brooke Bolin for our marketing efforts. And Ryan Kuhn and Paul Kuhn of Tri- Plus City Marketing for our technical and computer support.